0: In December 1944, the Allies are on their way to winning the war. Following the Normandy landings, they've liberated much of Northern Europe, including Belgium. But then, Hitler launches a last gasp attack in the Ardennes forests of Belgium and Luxembourg. My name's Rich. I'm British and French. I'm a keen hiker and I love discovering the stories behind the places where I'm walking. Join me as I walk in the Ardennes region of Belgium on the Liberation Route Europe. I'm here in the Boisjac, a wooded area about three miles northeast of the Belgian city of Bastogne. There's a thick fog in the air right now, but I can still make out the pine trees around me. They're tall and thin, fighting with each other for space and light in this dark wood. Here, the atmosphere is heavy, heavy with the weight of the past. The sound of footsteps is muffled by thick moss covering the ground. Every now and then I can hear the crack of branches. In front of me, I can see a series of foxholes, which are quite simply holes dug into the ground. It's incredible to think that around 80 years ago, American soldiers used these foxholes to protect themselves as they resisted the last assault of the Nazi forces. Baston had been taken under siege, and this was the Battle of Baston, a key combat in the Battle of the Bulge, a strategic battle that has forever marked the history of the Ardennes region. It's the 16th of December, 1944. And in Bastogne, the German assault is still only a rumour. But in the hours that follow, the roads become filled with people fleeing to escape the fighting. They're heading for Brussels and the interior of the country. Just imagine, people are everywhere, in carts, on bicycles, on foot. It's cold, really cold. As they retreat, they spread the news. The Nazi troops have attacked. There are 300,000 of them, a devastating, coordinated attack across the front line from Munchau in Germany to Echternach in Luxembourg. In Baston, nobody knows that Hitler's objective is to crush the Ardennes in four days. Just four days to pass through the Ardennes and reach the crucial port town of Antwerp in the north. In Baston, people organise themselves as best as they can. American soldiers in the city are exhausted from the fighting of the last few days. They weren't expecting a new attack. Some retreats, others prepare barricades, trenches, and foxholes. And when the Nazi troops arrive, Baston stands firm. This small town is quickly surrounded and besieged. It becomes a symbol of resistance. While neighboring towns such as saint vite resisted after valiant battles, they were eventually evacuated. Baston must not fall. So, we're now in the centre of Baston on the Place Macauliffe. Today, this large square is a constant reminder of the Battle of Baston. In the southern corner, where I am now, there's a bust of General Macauliffe, the American leader who defended Baston and famously replied nuts to the Germans' request for surrender. The 101st Airborne Division and other American units then managed to hold off the German attacks until the arrival of reinforcements from General Patton's Third Army. General Patton reached Baston on the 26th of December 1944, and that evening, the siege of Baston was finally over. The town was partly destroyed. The first aid post at the end of the Rue de Neufchateau was wiped out by severe bombing, and it was here that rene le the now famous nurse, lost her life. A little higher up, towards the hill of the Baston War Museum, was a memorial to nurses like her Work tirelessly to help save the wounded. But the end of the Siege of Baston doesn't mark the end of the Battle of Baston. In the days that follow, General Patton strengthens and widens the breakthrough corridor. For Hitler, the city has taken on a symbolic meaning. It has not fallen, and he is determined to make that happen. He redirects many of his troops from the north and centre of the Ardennes salient to seize the town and block the Americans. Progress, if any, is measured in metres. Both sides sustain heavy losses. Everyone suffers from the temperatures that drop as low as minus 20 Celsius, or minus four Fahrenheit. Snow falls continuously on Baston and the surrounding area, covering the ground with a layer of up to 50 centimetres. The cold makes it a challenge to get rest or sleep, and the soldiers don't dare light a fire for fear of being targeted by the enemy. It's in memory of this second part of the Battle of Baston that a tank stands next to the bust of General McAuliffe in Baston's main square. A Sherman tank that belonged to the 11th Armoured Division and was destroyed on the 30th of December 1944. General Patton also has his own square and memorial in Baston. He marked the history of the town with a military operation that is still remembered today. In his opinion, it was the most brilliant operation he ever carried out and the most brilliant success of the war. Let's go back to 1945. On the 18th of January, after a month of fighting, the 101st Division declares Baston worn down but serviceable, and disinfected of craps. Now the objective is to prevent the Nazi troops from retreating to Germany. Fighting is still difficult, with soldiers sometimes engaging in hand-to-hand combat. By the beginning of February 1945, all the territories recaptured by the Germans in December are back in American hands. This is the end of the Battle of the Bulge. As we walk through the tall pine trees here in the Boisjac, we remember the victims and all those who lost their lives in that battle. In the six weeks of the Battle of the Bulge, 80,000 people were killed, wounded, taken prisoner, or unaccounted for. More than 3,000 civilians lost their lives. On a hill just northeast of Baston, the Baston War Museum and the Mardison Monument commemorate the fighting the dedication of the soldiers and civilians, and the horror of this battle. If you're walking near Bastogne, you can also visit the 101st Airborne Museum, where you can experience what it would have been like to be in an air raid shelter during a bombing. And you can take a tour of the Bastogne Barracks, which served as the headquarters of General Macauliffe during the Battle of the Bulge. Thank you for listening to this episode. The story you just heard is part of the Bastogne storyline along the Liberation Route Europe. This transnational trail connects World War II remembrance sites and stories across Europe, and it comes with its own podcast series. Check out the Liberation Route Europe podcast to discover compelling stories, biographies and interviews that delve into the history of World War II. And for more content, go to www.liberationroute.com.